Welcome to Marine Lions, a podcast about Mumbai's hidden worlds from the suburbs to the sea. I'm Raghu Karnad. This city is seen by a lot more people than ever visited, and Mumbai lives in the imagination of many more people than the number who reside here. The reason, of course, is Bollywood, the Hindi film industry, which isn't just based in Mumbai but also is in love with Mumbai. And it's almost a cliche to say that the city is a character in the story in so much of Hindi cinema through the decades. But who exactly is that character? I think that question is important because even if you live here yourself, you end up seeing your city in part through Bollywood's eyes and also through its blind spots. The industry's gaze pulls so many things into the frame, but it still leaves some things out. Another way to put this is maybe that everything in Bombay is either in a film already or is just waiting for the film it deserves. Now, of all the people whose job it is to watch the Bombay film industry, nobody's as close to being a star themselves as Anupama Chopra. She's from the city, born and raised, and since the early 90s, which was a turning point for the country and also for its movies, she's been a dedicated film critic and writer. She's written books, hosted a hit TV show, and she currently runs the website Film Companion and also chairs the Mami Film Festival. And I'm delighted to say that she's with us today. Anupama, thank you very much. I'm so glad you could join us. Raghu, thank you. And, and thank you for uh, suggesting stardom for me. <laughs> I, I think of myself as, as a labourer in the trenches of Bollywood. So, oh my God, thank you. But your Twitter following says otherwise. <laughs> now, we're going to chat about the city as it's seen through the eyes of cinema. Uh, but there are just so many films set in Bombay. I didn't even realise until, until I looked into it. So many films that are about Bombay and so many different kinds of films. So we need a jumping off point. I'm going to shoot a quick fire question at you. Your personal favorite Hindi film about Bombay. I'm not asking about the best, just your favorite. Just because I'm so consumed by the f- movies and I'm watching so many movies. So it's not like there's one favorite that's always going to be the favorite. But you know, there's, there's one film that I just just love, which is Sham Benegal's Kalyug. Um, which reimagined the Mahabharat as set between warring corporate families in in Bombay, and it was just so beautifully done. And and it, you know all of it happens in these sort of high rise buildings and these expansive homes, and uh, it, it was it was so perfectly done. And and you know I still remember so clearly uh, Shashi Kapoor, who of course was also a producer of that film, plays the current figure. He's sort of sea-facing apartment and and um, it, it was of course about very affluent people right. but done with such brilliance and and at the end of it Raghu I still remember the last you know there was Vanraj Bhatia's very haunting score and at the end of it you just see the buildings of Bombay you know it's just buildings 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 and almost like he's indicting the entire city for the corruption that is in the hearts of men you know it was just it's just stunning i love that film that's an interesting choice because it's not uh, i have to admit i haven't watched it and it I, I don't think that it's one of the marquee films about bombay that might spring to to everyone's mind when you think about films about bombay so it's a film about business families and business fortune absolutely and and so so you know uh, uh, the kauravs and the pandavas become cousins 
who then go to war about tenders and then there's a labor union and there's all sorts of uh, corruption. There's all sorts of kind of underhanded dealings and there's a Bhishma Pitama figure, um, you know, and there's, there's Rekha as, as the sort of the Draupadi figure. Um, it's just, it's so brilliantly done. And, and you know, um, just, just love that film. The business family film is a sort of subgenre of Bombay films. Yeah. But the archetypal classic Bombay that's been highlighted through the movies is the city of gangsters, bar dancers, you know, this the, the glamorous city with the dark underbelly of crime and efforts to fight crime. In the time since you've been a film journalist, how has Bollywood's view of Bombay changed? Absolutely. You know, the thing is, the gangster film, Raghu, is a perennial genre. So, so the Bombay gangster film's always going to be a thing. But I think what's been interesting is also to see, not, of course, not just in films, but also in shows. You know, you see something like Sacred Games or you see more recently Bombay Begums, which gives you another view of the city, which is through women, because gangster sagas have traditionally, of course, been very male terrains. So I think that has changed. You know, when, when you see the yuppie lifestyle, the, the young, the rich, uh, four more shots, right? Where, yeah. you see, where you see the comedy clubs, uh, where you see this great friendship between four women who, who are not dealing with, you know, the traditional rules and who are, you know, so everyone's uh, very sexually active, everyone's very happy. It's sort of feminism light, if you will. Bombay's not one city, like India's not one country. I take your point that the gangster genre is perennial, but the gangster, the real world of crime and the political economy that underlay, underlay it, that has actually changed. And it doesn't seem to me that that crime world exists in Bombay this, the way that it did maybe 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah, and thank God for that, because I, I had a front row seat to that as well, um, right. you know, in the 90s, uh, when, when most producers, including my husband, you know, we were given protection by the cops. I mean, it, you know, we've, we've been there as well. So, so thankfully, that doesn't exist. But I think for filmmakers, it's a very, uh, it's still a very potent and it's a very seductive idea of these these men who live life large, so, which is why you keep getting films like like Mumbai Saga. And of course, before that, you had Parinda and Satya and company. And I don't know how many films Ram Gopal Varma must have made on Mumbai gangsters. Yeah. And my personal favorite, uh, which goes a little ways back, is Divar. We can say it's part of Bombay's mythology that it's a city that enables raw ambition. And sometimes that raw ambition is going to be thwarted by the legal system, which is why a lot of it is going to flow into unscrupulous and sort of desperate means. And that is the philosophical tension that Divarka crystallizes so beautifully in, in the form of these two brothers. I, I always thought of Divar as being kind of like a little moral thought experiment. Yeah, I, I, I think Divar is just is, is one of the defining films, of course, for Hindi cinema, but also as a kind of, uh, yeah, and as, as, the, as a quintessential uh, Bombay movie. Because remember that, that uh, Vijay, of course, works in the docks. Um, right. Yes, he, he's, he's a, a guy who's working on the docks and, and you know, that, that blue shirt knotted up, that whole thing of him being a guy polishing shoes on the street. And, and, you know, when the Iftikar character comes, he says, And then years later, when he throws a wad of money at him, he says, And it's just, 
Yes, absolutely. But he doesn't have his mother on his side. He does not. She's the moral center and she has to stay with the brother. That leads perfectly to the question that has been on my mind because of the focus of this show. I've been thinking about how Bombay shows up in our in our everyday view, also how it shows up in film through locations, the city's geography. And one of the, the top questions on my mind is how films use the sea or even human activity that that is linked to the sea. And I don't think that there are very many films like that about Bombay as a marine city with shipping and docks and fishermen. Now, you just named one, which had obviously slipped my attention, uh, even though I do love that film. Apart from that, what I just think about, you know, something like Wake Up Sid, which uses the seashore as a nice thing, a pretty thing to photograph. Am I missing something? Or is there still a lot of uh, opportunity that, that filmmakers haven't tapped yet? You know, for sure, it is a, it's a great visual backdrop, right? And the visual of Marine Drive has so long been the sort of defining visual of the city. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the sea, you, you'll get it in, I don't know, almost as a sort of prop. Uh, so you remember the song Sagar Kinare from Sagar, uh, you know, where they meet because she's stepping out of the sea. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's of course a source of great romanticism and beauty and poetry for, there's also uh, um, in Parinda, there was a, there was a song shot uh, during the magic hour. And, and of course, let me flag off conflict of interest directed by husband. <laughs> so, so, so nobody outrages when this, this comes out. The sea has also been used for all sorts of nefarious activities, right? It was always, oh, sona aagaya hai, boss. That's right. You know, that, that was also a long-standing dialogue. Um, but, but I remember, in, you know, if you remember Parinda's climax, where he's on that on that dow just off of the gateway, you know. Having a very romantic time. It's, yeah, it's it's romance that then becomes extremely violent when Anna goes out and murders uh, the two people who were the newly married couple. You know, I can't say that there's been films that are sort of set around the sea. We had exchanged notes earlier. You had talked about uh, films that really look at the ecology of Mumbai and stuff. I don't, I, I was trying to rack my brains and I couldn't remember really off the top of my head any, but I think it's been like a permanent presence and Marine Drive has been, again, endless. I mean, Shah Rukh Khan made his entry into, into Bollywood, driving a motorcycle down the Marine Drive. There you go. You know, so, and of course, then there's all the songs and, you know, Rimjim, Gire Savan and an endless number of songs that were picturized there. Ketan Mehta's Oh Darling Ye Hai India, all the Tangewala scenes, all of that. All of that has happened on Marine Drive. Rimjim Gire Savan is, of course, a song that's picturized or filmed, its music video is filmed on Marine Drive. But there's also more Mumbai ecology happening there because it is it is all filmed in the absolutely pouring rain and they look so uncomfortably drenched through it, kind of uh, slushing through puddles and everyone around them is is in raincoats and there are umbrellas and it really feels like the, the Mumbai monsoon, which is of course a great ecological force. And there are these scenes in the in the music video of the monsoon waves smashing up yeah. against the promenade and onto the road, which again, an ecological image of Bombay. So I'm glad you mentioned that one. And as for Parinda, I'd be very curious to know how come your husband made the decision to, to place that climactic scene on a boat? 
it isn't anything that's integral to the action. It's a murder scene, but it certainly is very dramatic, partly because it's taking place away from the city by that gap of, of the dark water at night. Yeah, but, but Rahu also, it's intercut with New Year's Eve celebrations at the gateway. Yes. You know, so, so which is why that whole connection between the boat, between the gateway, and, and in fact, as he tells it, they didn't even have permission to shoot. So, so he, him and his cameraman, the legendary Binod Pradhan, was sort of all over that place just shooting an actual crowd, an actual New Year's Eve crowd. Because, you know, they, they, were, they were sort of guerrilla filmmaking and, and just getting what they could. So I think that's the link and the drama of the fact that he just corners them there and there's no way to save them. They're on that boat away from everybody else and there is, there is no way for Kishan to get there in time. Now, you mentioned uh, two other films, Satya. Well, let's go with Satya. Satya also has this memorable scene, which I think is a favorite for many people, which features the sea as well as the, as well as the, the lead protagonist in which he is standing on a sort of cliff yeah. and bragging about his greatness. Uh, what, what's that famous line? Bambaika ka, ka King Kong. <laughs> That's it. So there is obviously something, uh, there is something about the, the visual potential and the dramatic potential about having the sea there that filmmakers can't resist. If you're going to have a, a stroppy gangster, you know, challenging the world, then that's the place to do it. Absolutely. But I think, I think also the city um, lends itself to the narrative of being untamable because all these men who you think, who they, who think that they have conquered the city never do. And uh, because you can't, it's unconquerable. I mean, finally it's Bombay is, is, is the sort of the city of dreams, the city of that rewards ambition, the city that kind of enables everybody. Coming back to the question of the sea, I have to note that Kohli fisherwomen seem to be a visual theme that crops up occasionally. Item numbers, interestingly. Yeah. This goes back to Helen in famous Mungra Mungra song. Of course. And and then to Madhuri Dixit in Hamko Aajkale in Tizar, that song where they are, you know, they're wearing the, the tied up kashti sari and the gold jewelry, which is which are, which are all these trademarks of Kohli fisherwomen. I read an article that Chikni Chameli is the latest in, in this low-key tradition in item numbers. And of course, she's wearing her sari tied up that way as well. Katrina Kev, yes. And I guess that song is from Agnipat, which, which also has a little bit of a, the sea and of Bombay's geography in it because it's, it's, it's about smugglers in... And, and part of it takes place in Mandawa, which is just off of Bombay. So yes, of course, of course. But you know, Kohli Fisher women, it's just, it's a very sexy visual. I, I don't think anybody was trying to be more, uh, more sincere to, <laughs> to Bombay than that. Probably not. And given my memory of that Madhuri Dixit number and the way in which she is washed up at a fishing village against a painted backdrop and she's ensnared in a net uh, as though fished out of the sea, uh, I don't suppose they were making very much of a social point about it. I want to put it to you that there's, there's an opportunity here that's waiting to be claimed. People in Bombay who, who don't just work near the sea but with the sea seem like good stories. There's another challenge which was put to me by Amitav Ghosh in another episode on this show. And he asked why a city that is so regularly pummeled by extreme weather and is 
so vulnerable, as vulnerable as Mumbai is to climate change, isn't making films about the climate. And the example he said was that since 2005, he didn't think Bollywood had made a film about those floods. You know, they did make a film called Tum Mile, which had Soha Ali Khan. And I want to say it was Imran Hashmi. I think it was about a couple. I remember seeing it. I don't, I don't have very clear memory of it. It wasn't a very good film uh, and it didn't work. So, Raghu, that's the bottom line, right? Until the onset of the streaming platforms, it was all dictated by the box office. So, so, and you know, Shekhar Kapoor tried to make Pani for years and years and years. I, I, maybe he's still trying to make that film, which is about water shortage and set at some point in the future. I think at this point, they just don't see it as a, as a viable story. Uh, and, and perhaps the fact that streaming is not pivoting around box office, around the theatrical uh, grosses, uh, might allow for something like that to happen because God knows somebody should be making that story. Yeah, and I suppose a project like that begins with someone writing a good treatment. Yeah. So we place that challenge out before the world to start telling the story of the city, which is prone to its share of disasters through those disasters. And of course, I mean, disaster films are one of the great genres out there. Maybe if you sort of, you know, Tumile was, of course, uh, put a romantic, a love story against the July floods, which was really hard to pull off. I mean, how how, how romantic is that life and death situation going to get? Uh, you know, but maybe if you just play it as a straight up disaster film, uh, that would work. It would be it would be interesting to watch. I would think so. And, you know, recently it was in, in the news that Ajay Devgan's upcoming film, which is in production, which is called Maidan, they had built this stadium to shoot in, an entire football pitch. And that stadium was flattened by Cyclone Taute. And that, that gave me pause, you know, if, if film productions are actually being affected by the changing climate so much that their sets are being flattened and, and destroyed, then maybe they should have just turned that film into, into a climate film. Yes. Anyway, Anupama, I'm so glad to have had this conversation. Thank you very much. It's given me so much to watch and a lot to think about. Thank you, Raghu. This was really fun and, and good luck. And who knows? Who knows? Hey, maybe some filmmaker listening to us somewhere might say, okay, that's a plot. I think it, it could be quite a few. Yeah. So yeah. let's hope. Let's hope. Thank you. Thank you.